when I realized that you were stressing out about trying to play lawyer some of the time and farmer some of the, of the time and feeling as though you were not doing either one very well, I thought, well, here's the answer. I'll be the farmer and you be lawyer. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of April 15th, 2010. The weather is warming up. It's feeling less like winter and even a little less like spring and more like summer. I know. Summer has moved to central Alabama, I'm afraid, already. But our headline today is what I'm calling a painful role shift for me. But I do appreciate your being willing to do this to help me deal with what has been a real stressor for me these last few weeks. So I'm grateful. Um, basically, the problem was that I <clears throat> have a full-time legal practice, and I was trying to be farmer and having a good time being a farmer, but I felt like I was letting the farm down because I wasn't giving it enough attention, and I also felt like I was leaving, letting my clients down by not giving them the attention they deserved. So what we've agreed to do is that I will focus on the law practice in terms of my brain power, and you will focus on the farm. Right. Right, and that sounds like a fair shift. I mean, there will be some things I need you to help me with, the heavy lifting kinds of things and the equipment um, that you drive around, the tractor and all that. But um, but I will try to do as much as I can to be planning and ordering seed and maintaining, et cetera. So, and making those innumerable phone calls to people that we need to consult about this and that. That's right. really what has... Um, stolen some of my focus of late. Right, right. So the two questions I thought it would be worthwhile for us to struggle with a little bit is when we say Amanda's in charge of the farm, what do we mean she's in charge of? Does mm -hmm. that include what goes on here in the barn or does that just include plantings? Right, well... I don't know. I mean, I was already pretty focused on what goes inside on inside of the barn as far as cleaning the apartment and decorating what what little decorating there is um and still trying to bring things back from our house in Birmingham and figure out where to stow them here. That's part of it. So, I guess I don't know where that line is, but maybe both. I have to deal with both of those. Yeah. And I probably will need to help deal with some of that too. And I fully understand you're going to need my help because there are some things that I'm uniquely situated to do, just like there are many things that you're uniquely right. situated to do. Mm -hmm. And we will continue to work as a team. But I do um, look forward to focusing my uh, time and attention on taking mm -hmm. care of the legal practice and letting you take the, the lead on thinking through what happens on the farm here. So how long does that continue? I don't know. I think you know the answer because you know how long your legal practice needs to continue, right? 
it's possible that we will say that as long as I'm trying to do legal work, that needs to be the focus. We'll sort of have to feel that out as right. we go, I think. Yeah. But, well, what, however long it takes, um, the work of the farm continues and has this week. We were in Memphis last weekend and had a really nice time visiting um, both of your brothers and their wives. One, one brother and wife live there, and then the other brother and wife were visiting from Montgomery. So, My brother Ruffin and his wife mm-hmm. Kathy live uh, in Olive Branch, Mississippi, just south of Memphis, and we did have a delightful visit with them. Stayed in their apartment in downtown Memphis, which is a bullseye location. Oh, I mean, it was it's great. Great location. Yeah. Yes, I was at a conference uh, at the Peabody Hotel, so it was a very, and we were so pleased, it was very convenient to the Peabody. I just walked probably less than the equivalent of a, of a city block, actually, to get to the conference. And um, we did all the things you're supposed to do, except we did not make it to Graceland. I've still not been to Graceland in several trips to oh, boo-hoo. Um, Memphis. And, and people have told me I should do that. So maybe next time. But, did, you know, saw the Peabody Ducks, got good pictures of the Peabody Ducks, uh, getting into the fountain, or I think one time getting out of the fountain, and uh, in the lobby. If you don't know anything about that, that's worth checking it out online. Just figure out the, about the tradition of the Peabody bu- Ducks. But... Um, they come down from the rooftop and swim around the fountain all day, and then they go back up to the rooftop for the evening. So that was kind of fun. We uh, you also, know, you couldn't yeah. figure out a better way to make that sound silly than to describe what just uh, the way you just did. That's the hubbub That's about the, the hubbub. fact that the dog co- come down off the roof, walk out, swim around in the fountain all day, and then go back up at night. Yeah, and and they do so to when they when they're making their transition, they. Uh, quote march to Sousa, some sort of Sousa march yeah, music. I don't march, know. Yeah. Um, but we did that, and we went to Beale Street, and we ate barbecue at Rendezvous, and Ruffin had gotten us tickets to a Mozart concert there at the um, Cannon Center. Very nice. So we thoroughly enjoyed our trip. The other thing that relates to our farm work here is that Ruffin is quite the gardener. Has planted a number of trees, you know, Japanese maples, redbud, um, some oak trees, as well as um, starting seed and, and planting. Uh, yeah, we got a nice too. little primer on starting seed. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the results of yes. your education yes. on that. He's an experienced gardener, and we were able to tap his brain some for that. So um, crepe myrtles—that's the other thing he's planted that uh-huh. just look beautiful. Crepe myrtles. So when we got back here, you started struggling with those strawberries. Well, yes. Do you want to tell the history of how we got the strawberries? And Let's what we do. Did with them? Um, our friend Jan Garrett, bless her heart, who is a plant pathologist working for Auburn University, which is our land grant university close by here at Longleaf Breeze. She has given us three varieties of strawberries. Mm-hmm. She gave them to us about five, six weeks ago. It was. It was in March. I remember that day was pretty chilly, too, so it was early. And we just healed them in in that uh, microclimate bed that's directly south of the barn. And uh, then, you know, had to deal with the deer fence and the rows and aisles and all that sort of thing. And as a result, those strawberries kind of got settled in yes they, they put they literally put down roots <laughs> there so right when you where they started were. to transplant them um you had quite a day yes dealing with that. yes they it, it was time i just could not let that go on any longer those needed to be 
uh, transplanted to their permanent home, we hope, um, that it will be permanent, on Veg Hill, and they needed to be appropriately separated from each other because they were sort of just bunched together, several plants, and mulched really well. So I did that, and we went from having four store-bought strawberry plants out there in veg, on Veg Hill to now we have 16 out there. So uh, if they all do well, and, and they're, I'm actually watering them right now, um, then we should have plenty of strawberries, and I might next year plant some more But because uh, I do love strawberries. Now, I, I guess it's not um, this year that we will see a lot of berries, right? It's next year. Well, there are some berries already on those plants, on some of them anyway. They had gotten very happy out there in the flower bed and were beginning to actually produce berries. How good those berries would be, I don't know. But anyway, they were just small green beginnings. And when I transplanted them, um, of course, I watered them really well, but um, they were not nearly so happy as they had been on the side of the house. Um, I'm hoping that once they get established, we will have some berries. As I said, I, don't, I think it's too early to tell whether we can. It's, it's anything we would care to eat. I know from the strawberries that I grew last year, they don't fruit a lot the first year. So we, we're really looking for next year for yes, our berries. Yes, yes. Yeah. As far as the varieties that we planted, uh, the three of the ones for, uh, from the store were Quinault, and um, we have five all-star plants, one from uh, no, one from the store, four from Jan, All right. and then uh, one that we actually can't remember the name of. It starts with a C, so we'll try to find that out from Jan. And then there's uh, <laughs> this some... This is embarrassing. I know. We will, we'll, we'll let you know. And then the other ones are called Chandler. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see which of those varieties are the best uh, producers and actually taste the best, et cetera, next year. Yeah. And our muscadines are wandering around down there looking for something to climb on. So that yes. trellis has, we, need we to put really a trellis need up. to get on yeah, down we there do. and get You're that right. going. But uh, things are coming along. And of course, here it is, April, and everything is growing, and it is fun to see. Oh, I know, I know. It's uh, and I, the other thing that we have out there in the in the midst of uh, the deer fence area is, um, I think you might have talked about that before. The weather station. I think we did mention that mm -hmm. either that we had installed it or that we were about to install it, and it's in and working now. And we had our first rainfall to measure while we were gone, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but we had uh, thirty-seven hundredths of an inch. And uh, sometime when it's when we're just sitting around, we may do a little video showing how the rainfall measurement works. It is fascinating to me. But we also measured on that same day wind speeds of 22 miles per hour. That mm -hmm. is, that's pretty brisk. Yeah, it is. That that'll get your attention. Yeah, and we had some some uh, verification of that because we could tell some things had blown over exactly. under the pole barn, so blown around. Yeah, it was a real mess when we came back, but we were able to get it cleaned up. And mm -hmm. um, now we need more rain. It's dry out there. No, I didn't think I'd ever say that again after we had so much last year. But um, the, one of the things I've been working on really hard this past week is going around and watering everything. We don't have drip lines in yet. We need to do that. So right now it's a hassle, but and but you you got to do it. Watering the blueberries. I actually bought another length of hose to put out there so I could water some of the orchard trees. I need to still get more. Um, 
but yeah, it's just, uh, it's really um, dry out there, and these little seedlings, I do have a few little seedlings coming up in the garden, by the way. Excellent. Peas and radishes, and maybe some spinach, it's a little early to tell, but um, yeah, so we want to keep those moist so that those those little babies will come up. I meant to mention to you that when I was at True Value today, I noticed they've got sweet potatoes in from Bonnie Plants. Okay. So I know you were, were thinking cranes for those, which is the other nursery right. in town. Uh, but if you decide you need some sweet potato plants, I know True Value okay. has them. I might. Um, or I may wait and check. We're going to Auburn on Saturday, you know, for that plant True. sale. I thought I would wait to see what plants, what sorts of plants they have at Auburn. And, uh, you know, Auburn, being the ag school that it is, you would expect they would have some pretty good plants to sell. Oh, and we have a new acquisition from our friend Neil Martin. How about that? We need to talk about the Meyer Lemon. And it's uh, sitting outside in the microclimate bed right now, and we'll have to figure out what to do with it. Right. We're either plant it if we feel strongly or, or feel confident that it'll stay warm enough out there. But the other thing that we've learned is that you can just keep them in a container so that the container can be moved indoors in cold weather. So Yeah. We got to the point where we decided it was time to go ahead and put the humanure buckets into a pile, and that was something that we uh, got done last week. I guess we did that before we left for Memphis or right after? I think right after. Okay, right after we got mm-hmm. back. Right. Uh, we've uh, built our first humanure compost pile now, um, put a biological sponge down, just some cover material, put the humanure buckets on top of that and let them form a kind of a mass there and then covered it over with hay and shredded paper. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll probably put some more hay on top of that. That's um, right. Now that we're the days. proud owner of a huge bale of hay from one of our neighbors. Paid $25 to Joe Jeffcoat, who has a funeral home here in Tallahassee, and he was kind enough to bring me a uh, big old round bale of hay, which ought to keep us busy for a while. Right. It looked pretty substantial out there. Um, but so you've got the pile, the humanure pile going. And um, and I still be... need to do a little hog wire enclosure around that. I was thinking about that today. Those cages that we built around the fruit trees are four mm-hmm. feet in diameter. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking I may build a five-foot diameter uh, cage for the uh, humanure compost pile. That would be a good idea, I think. Um, we had some guests to, well, I guess they could be potential guests, but we have some friends long way away who've actually been listening to the podcast. So hello to Leah and Paul in uh, Lynch's Creek, New South Wales, Australia. We wish you the best. Got a very kind email from Leah, and boy, was that fun to read what they're doing and how it's working. And I so know. Forth. It really was, and lovely photographs. It makes me want to go visit them. I know. It's the nice thing about having your seasons reversed. While we were in the middle of our winter time. Leah and Paul have been lush and growing and so forth, so it's fall now for them. Right. It's It's hard to imagine, considering it's, what, upper 80s right now, but <laughs> here... Uh, to think of it being wintertime somewhere else. But it is, and we're just glad that they were listening, and um, we look forward to keeping up with them. Next week, we're hoping to uh, have the first of two parts 
of podcasts during which we deal with questions from our niece Blakely's class. Blakely and her group are studying what how would you describe environmental first? stewardship possibly it's it's through In a church. church right it's a church group um in which they're discussing a christian response to the environment you know the degradation of the environment resource management and utilization etc so and they have prepared some terrific questions i know uh, i think anyone listening to the podcast could benefit from hearing or would at least find it interesting, we hope, what our answers are to these questions. Exactly. And we wanted to give it some thought before we did it. So beginning next week, we will answer, we'll try to answer half of the questions next week and then save the other half of the questions for the week following. And uh, it should be fun. Right. So I will uh, look over those questions. I'm not going to kid you. I don't want to go in blindsided. I'm going to look at them and think about answers before we Absolutely. actually start the podcast. They're not the kind of questions you can just answer off the top of your head. Yeah, you so need to give it some thought, we and will, we will do so. We will do so. So hopefully what you hear will be um, thoughtful and honest responses. And in the meantime, we hope you have a good week, and we'll look forward to visiting with you next week. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682, send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com, or you can send us honest-to-goodness mail at P.O. Box 780446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. To browse our archive, to learn more about the farm and about Lee and Amanda, and to talk with other listeners, visit us at longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.